All right, how's everybody? Good, good, good. Now, as your father probably told you, my name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Now, let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old, I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Men on radio offering nonsensical solutions. Now you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably gonna find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. Did I ever tell you about the gypsies that lived down by the river uh, from Bill's old place, that music studio and acreage that we acquired after his passing? No. Yeah, there was so, and Ripplemead, which is right outside of Blacksburg, Virginia, uh, my dad's best friend passed away and he had uh, really no family other than his brother who owned <laughs> on the other side of the road, other side of the highway, he owned like all, like half a mountain on that side and Bill owned the other half of the mountain. When I say mountain, I mean like 400 something acres. Oh. But uh, pretty, there pretty is the Dan River that runs through there. Oh, the Dan River. And I know it well. they used to do. It runs through Stokes County. <laughs> Stokes County. In fact, the county seat's called Dan Barry. <sighs> of course it is. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're, we're not very rich. They, they used to, there's a quarry down there right on the edge of the Dan River where they would blast to get you know, whatever, like out of the mountain. Like where Fred Flintstone works. Yes. I'm helping. <laughs> I'm adding to the conversation. <laughs> but uh, when when uh, when it was left to my, my dad and I, uh, there was a stipulation that the property couldn't be sold, which was fine. We didn't want to sell. Oh. Um, and the, the property itself made money because there was about uh, half an acre towards the very top of the mountain mm -hmm. that was subleased to uh, a, a communications company, ah. you know, like Ma Bell or <laughs> oh yeah, one of those that are uh, like non-existent. Five G Network, yeah, something like that. Yes, they gave us the coronavirus. <laughs> Hashtag Me Too. So the the other thing was there were there were gypsies that lived technically on the property that were right there by the river. <laughs> The Dan River. Yeah, okay. But they didn't live in vans down by the river. They lived in caravans down by the river yeah. and like RVs down by the river. So they were like they were like pikeys, you know, like the they're sort of gypsies, but they're they're a little bit more uh educated, but at the same time they're probably screwing their cousins. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but they were super nice people. Huh. Uh, they always they kept an eye on the property, uh, making sure that people because it's, it's a large property and people would would go up there even though we had no hunting signs posted and stuff because that was our property to hunt because it was a great hunting property area. was great area to hunt black bear, uh, coyote. Uh, mm. we're we have a he had like sixty something trail cams and there were I. 
pumas, mountain lions kind of thing. Oh, this doesn't and sound then just nice at all. Deer. Oh, yeah. It was really creepy at night because so the, the property, uh, there was a central sort of hub that had the what they referred to as the main house, the studio, and the studio house. And it basically formed a U. Mm-hmm. And then underneath it, built into the, the mountainside, was... Uh, a matching sort of underneath part that included the grotto, uh, the mechanics workshop, and the storage, basically. And so... You would when you would go, you would stay either in the main house or the studio house because it was it was furnished and everything. Yeah. But there were also multiple cabins throughout the property that uh, Bill didn't have a lot of friends. He had three friends. My dad was his best friend, mm-hmm. um, another gentleman by the name of Bill, and another man by the name of Steve-O. If you uh, said Steve- William, I <laughs> so Steve-O worked and still works at Virginia Tech as one of the like scientists people that take. Sal milk and make <coughs> formula out of it, like your Similac and stuff. Right. The baby formula that you feed your children actually is derived from pig, sow milk. Uh, so anyways, uh, so the, the other two gentlemen hunted. They loved hunting, and that was what Bill and them really connected with. But Bill's number one passion always was and always had been music, which is what he and my father, you know, that was they their bonded. bond. Uh so, but there would be cabins throughout the, you know, cabins throughout the property, in the woods. cabins in the woods. Uh, they had septic and running water, but something like four of them didn't have any electricity. And then the other, the, I think there was like 10 total. So four of them didn't have electricity and then six of them did have electricity, but they all had running water. Um, so you could kind of, if you want to be wilderness man, but you didn't want to like, crap in the woods but you didn't want the electricity now again this is in the mountains of virginia right close to west virginia so not only do you have to worry about Stu and his cousin write it down son of a uh you also had to worry about how cold it would get because it would get very cold it would get snow up there all the time so we would sometimes i'd take some friends up there we'd go in the studio do some fun recordings and stuff or you know somebody would want to record up there and we'd go up there and basically be the the technicians uh but what was really creepy is if you stayed in there was like one of the the cabins sort of sequestered by itself and it only had running water and and a suit and uh septic system mm-hmm. uh and you would hear at night you would hear like coyote packs go by like and i i always assumed they were trying to be as quiet as possible oh man these guys were loud and they now they never sound like they circled the cabin which that would immediately get the guns boys (laughs) locked and loaded but uh, you always carry you always carried a sidearm whenever you went up into the, even if you were just taking the little like well it wasn't little but like the little six person atv thing up there he had a jurassic park jeep that had like the the, the windows removed but it had nice. like the cage yeah. <laughs> the, the fence on the front and the, the sides in the back but yeah you would always take a sidearm you'd always take a rifle and you'd always have a shotgun so if it was just one person you still had a you had your your pistol your shotgun and then a rifle slung over your shoulder kind of uh-huh. thing because if you came across a bear a handgun may not do you any good shotgun no, no, you know no. if you're really good with a rifle but sure. again, we we have footage of mountain lions up there, more than one. Mm. So there was at least a, a cluster, a clan it's of mountain lions. A menagerie, a menagerie, a glass menagerie. menagerie. So, but yeah, so there were gypsies down by the river. 
So I just spent uh, seven minutes talking about just the gypsies. About cabins and, and cabins pumas. And yeah. Pumas. And then uh, but these gypsies, they were like super nice people. They they and they talked. They had their own sort of dialect and language, which was really interesting. And and really? and I know when I, I used the word pikey early, you kind of gave me a look. So in the movie Snatch, there's these Irish slash Europe, you know, EU style, you know, stragglers that never really conform to the queen. No. And so they're referred to as pikeys, which they're basically like roaming gypsies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thank goodness for closed caps. Yeah, because <laughs> poor Mickey. <laughs> what? Uh, but yeah, they talk like that, but they were super, super nice. Bill also had a lot of like old cars on the property that he had just purchased. So Bill was was a very lucrative man. Ooh, he made good. lots and lots of money off of things that you were not documented. <laughs> I know after he died, we had to, there were a couple of places on the property that had like bunkers and we had to go through it with the FBI. The FBI had to come out because there was, there was firearms that Seriously? weren't. So, yeah. Wow. He had three concrete turrets. They were just these flat round concrete pads that had these giant, like double steel. They were like six inches thick. And I'm like, what are these? And he's like, Sorry, mount the fifty odd. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you shooting at? Wow. He was he was he always so the the running joke that was like, haha, we're joking, but we may not really was that he he had firsthand knowledge to a lot of what people would consider conspiracy things like the JFK assassination. Oh, yeah. Um the Bay of Pigs, like just weird things that he apparently had a hand in. They found four silencers in one room, and you can't legally own a silencer. But they were not; they were not; they were machined because they were machined at Bill's place right. in the mechanics room. Yeah. But uh, yeah, had a, there were grenades. There's just ridiculous stuff. The flashbangs like were fun. Like yeah, fun yeah. He, no, Bill was Bill was an amazingly funny and artistic kind soul. So as he got older, and I guess his money, you know, he wanted to keep making money, but he couldn't go out and, you know, I don't know, assassinate people. Uh, he basically formed a school for people who wanted to learn how to either be dominant, uh, like sexual dominant people, or the people that are on the receiving end. He, he basically had like a sex cult. Oh. And people would pay ridiculous amounts of money to come stay there and learn for like six months how to be a dominatrix or be. So the guns. So you have to get certified. The guns, the ammunition, like all the crazy oh. landmark, like all of that stuff may sound crazy. But to me, the craziest part were the, the hidden passages and rooms that were built that were basically sex dungeons and just the amount of sex dungeon. Like what you see in the movies, <laughs> you think that's like an exaggeration of it? No, that's tame. Yeah. Some of the stuff they have. I'm like, is he doing like Harry Houdini stuff in here? Like, why is there, you know, a 20 foot tall, 10 by 10 acrylic case full of blah water with a with like a sex swing above it? Are you like lowering them down in there? Watch as I take these cuffs off and climax at the same time. <laughs> I forget to say that's classified, but no, I guess no. Not. The sex, the yeah, sex dungeon stuff wasn't. How I know that. Adver- how do you advertise that sort of thing? It's just locally, word of mouth? locally in the newspaper. 
Really? He had he had advertisements, and then because I I guess back in the eighties and nineties when this was happening, it was a uh, if you knew you knew and you were in the know, and ah. people would talk, and people would wink, say wink, yeah, you know, because I mean they had like sex party dungeon places in like L.A. and New York and whatnot, oh, sure. and it's like. You know, so people were like, "Hey, you want to learn how to how to do this?" Why not the mountains of Virginia? <laughs> exactly, you know? and it was secluded enough that people would would be able to to come and go. Because again, it's Ripple Mead, and if I say Ripple Mead, most people go, what? and you have to say it's like thirty minutes outside of Blacksburg, so and even then, people nowhere. are like, what? I'm like Virginia Tech, the Hokies. So yeah, so in the middle of and you know it was off of a off of a, a highway. There was a little turnoff and a gate a gate within I think it was like a hundred yards, and then once you got past the gate, it was those winding mountainous roads where you know how uh, down east you can't pull off of the road because you'll just go into a ravine f- ditch full of water. Mm-hmm. It was like that only it was like five hundred feet yeah. straight down. Oh, yeah. So I mean people people didn't come up there unless they were supposed to come up there or if they were doing stuff they weren't supposed to do gotcha um i honestly god don't know how the pikeys got on and off the property because again they were right down unless they like like climbed the 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 quarry and got out but i think a lot of them you know oh but so he had a bunch of old cars on the property and a lot more dilapidated and and uh so after he passed away uh some of the some of the the pikeys were like hey you know bill let these cars go to crap would you would you let us you know Take them off your hands. We'll give you some money for it. Blah, blah. And my dad was like, you can just take them. <laughs> if you can get them off the property, because we were trying to, you know, the property itself was kept um, because he also subleased some of the property to a uh, cow a cow farmer. like, huh. uh, uh, And so that he kept like probably 100 acres just like really nicely taken care of. And then nice. they, you know, he would bail the, the rolls of hay. That was my favorite. Going up there as a kid, my favorite part was, you know, because my father exposing me to the, the debauchery that was. But I had no idea about all this for like the first 15 years of my life knowing Bill. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until after he passed away and I was like, duh, bitch. <laughs> What? I've got some stories. You know, it's it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, that's where the what? So like where the people were like giving little speeches at the funeral and talking. I know the, stories. There was there were the. Uh, it was. I got one for you. Bill Bill's mother also, which another weird. Bill's mother had lived on the property for many years, but she lived down in what was referred to as mother's house. Nicest lady in the world. I always remember whenever we went, she was like that Italian mother. I don't think Bill was Italian, but she literally was like, "You're not eating enough." And I'm going to go cook some more food. And it was just incredible. Like mm-hmm. the dining room in her house was huge. Uh, and I always, always, always. And I mean, I mean, Bill had a really nice, like a couple of kitchens in, in the main house and the rest of the little buildings up there. And he always had it stockpiled as if there were going to be like an Armageddon sort of thing. He had one room that just had nothing but like sub-zero freezers mm. lining the walls and, you know, things either irradiated to, to remain, you know, yeah. decent for, for a long time or they were vacuum sealed and, and frozen kind of things. But like, yeah, so, but his mother had passed away about six years prior and, and my dad and I made, made a comment to one another that Bill's, Bill's uh, health took, took a really bad turn right after that Uh so but at his funeral the only people that were there were his his brother his brother's wife my dad uh the other bill and steve and i remember i didn't go to the funeral because i actually went i was i was working 
in stay at Staples in Durham. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mom calls me and she's like, uh, I need you to take the next few days off. I need you to take your dad to to Bill's. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, Bill passed away. I said, oh. apparently uh, Steve-O had gone to check on him because again, as Bill got older, he became more and more of a recluse, even more so than he already was. Wow. Um, really, the man never went out for things unless it was the NAM show. <laughs> the National <laughs> Association of Music Makers uh, or music, whatever NAM stands for. And like Bill would go and just, he would take my dad and just drop like, no joke, like six figures on stuff, like $100,000. He would just buy stuff. Jeez. And he was also one of those people that bought, bought redundancy. Like he bought two and three of things. I know uh, after he had passed away and we were trying to go through just the amount of crap he had just stuff um he a lot of it uh you know a big chunk of it well i mean there was a lot of big chunks but one of it was uh ham radio equipment and he had some like for what it was state-of-the-art equipment and we had put an ad out in craigslist on craigslist because you know one of the things that my dad tasked me with was inventory which i still want to strangle him to this day because i'm so you know those P Touch label makers? Yeah. They make ones that are about the size of a typewriter mm-hmm. and you can uh have a software on it called WASP. It doesn't stand for White Anglo Saxon Protestant. It stand it's like an inventory barcode system. Right. And so I had to go through and make a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet that was over four hundred and eighty six pages long. Hmm. And if there were extras of things, unless they had specific serial numbers, which some of them did a lot of them didn't, mainly the musical instruments and the, the weaponry had serial numbers. Now, some of the, some of the serial numbers were filed off of things. I was like, come on, Bill. <laughs> he also had this weird thing about putting his social security engraved onto things. I've got guitars that have got his social security number engraved, mm-hmm. and I've had to part with a few of them, and I'm just like taking the Dremel. <laughs> don't mind this. It was a social security number. You don't need it. Now, I'm decent enough at luthier work that I can do that and then feather it and, and either if it was, you know, just stained or painted, go over it. And I would always tell people this has been done to it, but this is why. And I show them before picture with the first five numbers blacked out. Cause I'm like, he just put his social on everything. <laughs> so I had to inventory everything, but my dad was like, okay, what, what, what do we need to keep? What do we need to get rid of? And there were some things we just got rid of. Literally we, we like, Hey Pikes, you know, all 400 of you down there. Uh, we're going to basically <clears throat> bring this stuff out and put it, like the buildings formed like a U of the main house. We put it like sort of in the courtyard area. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know, you guys want to come up here. You can take anything that's out here. You take whatever you, you can resell it. We don't care. We just want it out of here. So it took two weeks to inventory everything mm. just to inventory it. And that was just the main house and the levels below it. I didn't do any of the, the cabin stuff. Cause a lot of that was just furniture. Uh, there was, there weren't any you, like bill was crazy, but bill also did not, uh, keep, you know, just weapons laying around. Everything was under lock and key when it came to the weapons, mm-hmm. except he also was one of those people that would watch the shopping network at night. And, you know, when they bring out the swords and knives, he would buy them. There was, there, the walls were just covered. I think I may have shown you a picture of where they're just like these, you know, like brave heart swords. And like a, a lot of these, no, were, were not real swords. They were depictions of these mythical swords like Excalibur. Well, but, he would he would buy them 
And then he would make them real wow. by putting edges on them and all sorts of crazy stuff. But with that show where they <coughs> make the weapons and then they test them yeah, the forgers. <laughs> yeah, I've and I've got a few of those. I, I remember that you know. So the the weapons were kept under lock and key, like any of the firearms. Um, and he he would like one of the closets in a room was like a giant walk-in closet, like the size of this room here, really? and it was just. Uh, munitions building like he had all the things to make your own bullets essentially and it was just crazy to see all that and it was you know the other thing was as much stuff as he had he was so organized which made inventory because that inventory would have taken a year mm -hmm. had it not been organized like it like it was right. um and again this man would buy things and then just either forget about that he had bought them or he would never use them i mean there we were i know well, that nice we would take a u-haul up and we'd always come back with just stuff um, because for the most part, all the musical stuff was left to my dad. My dad was the, what's the person that's in charge the estate uh, executor. executor. Uh, so my dad had say for everything that left, you know, the only stipulation was that the property could not be sold. Right. He, he didn't care if you sold everything else, you know, but the property was to remain because it was his, his father's and it was his father's before his, um, and so everything else is pretty much fair game. But my dad, only caring about the, the music stuff, told Bill and Steve-O, he was like, you guys, all of the ammunition, with the exception of a few firearms that my dad wanted. Mm -hmm. um, but he told uh, Bill and Steve-O, he's like, that's yours. You do whatever you want with them. You know, the ones that have serial numbers filed off, keep them in your personal collection. Or, you know, we knew that we were going to have to contact <laughs> the Federal Bureau of Investigation, because we knew that there were things like silencers, landmines, all sorts of stuff. We used to joke that he had buried landmines, and it was always yeah. nerve-wracking, because uh, next to the main house, there's this really, like, it was a gradual slope from, from almost the top of the mountain, and then it just got, like, 45 degree, and it was always kept trim. That was part of where the cows, I guess the cows like leaning, mm. lean beef. And we would always take the the the, the little four-wheelers and stuff, go to the top of the hill, put them in neutral, and just see how fast we get going. We got like 45 miles per hour going down. And that is a scary thing because if you got to the end, yeah. it was woods, and then about 10, 15 feet after the, the little line of woods, Drop down into the core. <laughs> nice. So yeah, we we did dumb stuff. Yeah, but of course. but yeah, it was it was one of those things where we were we we it was a lot of stuff and and it sort of goes to show you know you you've watched shows I'm sure like you know My Strange Addiction or Hoarders and this was but, like if those two screwed in a van down by the river the uh, kind of baby they would have. Wow. Wow. But yeah, we uh, we had a guy come up that wanted to get some of the ham radio stuff. And when he got into, when we let him in and he went to like the ham radio room, he was like, holy crap. And we were like, here's what we'll do. Uh, we know what most of this is worth. Uh, some of the stuff we, we, I couldn't find on the, the interwebs, the worldwide web. Um, Information superhighway. And we said, uh, if you want to make an offer for all of this, because we had a few people that wanted to make, you know, wanted to, to see more, see more butts. And the guy was like, I'll give you this amount for all of it. And we said, yeah, take it. And it took him like two days to get everything. Mm. He came back with a with a with uh, one of those low flat U-Hauls, like the smaller ones, mm. and just loaded it up. Because wow. we knew we, weren't, we wouldn't be using it. Right. Um, and again, Bill, the other Bill and Steve-O, they were like, uh, you know, eh. But <laughs> I also remember that 
later, my my mom would go up there with my dad for a week or so, and they would just they you know because the house was built in the eighties, so they would remodel and do stuff on their own. Um, <clears throat> And try to make it more update, look a little bit better, because obviously for the last you know decade it was a sex house kind of thing, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. very <laughs> burgundies and dark wood everywhere. Oh, yeah, well, I, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know. Uh, so yeah, van down by the it's river. Wow, I had n- no yeah. plans on going into all this. So. And then, uh, Bill sounds like a guy who would like set booby traps. That we were we were genuinely worried that we were gonna. That we we would we would find something like that because we knew we had like underground bunkers. Yeah. Um, you got You got bunkers. We, when we, you got that booby trap. When we, when we contact the, when we contacted uh, our handler or whatever for the FBI because they they send out handlers for you. Mm-hmm. There was all this stuff we had to sign. It was like that thick, and uh, they went through everything. And I'm glad that they did because some of the stuff, not a whole lot, but enough would have put us in prison for the rest of our lives because he just had stuff just that you're not stuff. supposed to have. Wow, okay. Um, We're not going to mention that. So. I Well, I'll mention one. Well, you already mentioned that. And I got to, and I got to play with two of them. The suppressors. Mm-mm. Mac-10s. Whoa. I got to do, I got to do my Keanu. Re- <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's only one video of me... Uh, Messing with some of the the the, the artillery, mm. uh, and it it's funny because I never realized that full automatic weapons, because they're fully automatic, and it the heat that gets built up and the the compress it literally smells like cat piss. And you hear me in the video just like empty a banana clip, uh, <laughs> and it's like, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I get done, and I you know. Open the chamber. And I'm just like, God, it smells like cat piss. And then the video ends. <laughs> My friends like, because I'm in PJs, and I'm just like spray and pray into the side of the mountain because it ain't gonna hit nobody. But uh, yeah, Bill, Bill was was an eccentric mf'er. But uh, I think about him at least once a day. Uh, and like I say, he was my dad's best friend. And cool, Bill. Yeah. We, uh, oh, so after he died, uh, he wanted he didn't want his body taken to like a hospital or whatever. So he he died in the recliner <laughs> in his house. Steve would come to check on him, and he was just dead in the recliners. Yeah, and there was just like he, bought, he loved he loved to smoke pot. So, that was another thing. Like before that, we we, yeah. we I was like we need to go through this house, and I was like I was like a blue tick bloodhound. Why? <laughs> Here's some, here's some, probably like pounds, mm-hmm. pounds of it. Wow. My guess was that he was growing it, but I could never find any, any place on the property. But again, it would take a year or so to, to comb through the property. Half of, you know, most of it was wooded, um, and which makes for a great concealer. It does. <laughs> it makes things hard to see from the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> he, he just... He was dead in the recliner. Well, and uh, no hospitals. No, so he didn't want to be taken to, but you have to. You you have yeah. to have him pronounced dead and that all that stuff. Done. So when the the EMTs got there, it took him fifteen minutes. That's the other thing. It takes fifteen minutes when you turn off the highway to get up to the house. Yeah, it's one of those things where people are like, you hear it in movies, like, all right, I'm at the front gate. I'll see you in thirty minutes, kind of thing. It was, <laughs> it, wow. it was, it was probably like. 10 miles, nice. but a lot of it was windy because you're going up a mountain. You know, you may think like 
400 plus acres is a lot of acreage, but when it's atop a giant mountain with a quarry and natural rivers that run through it, <laughs> Phoenix Rivers runs through it, <laughs> Philip Rivers runs through it, Johnny, uh, River. Johnny Rivers runs through it, uh, Riviera, <laughs> I don't know, um, Joan Rivers, Joaquin Phoenix runs through it, <laughs> and he just loves running through places. Uh, but when they when they got there, they pronounced him dead. They, but they had to, you know, take him to the morgue and everything. But he didn't want his body cremated. He didn't want to be buried. And we we consulted his brother. We were like, yeah, well, you need to tell us what to do. And so he was like, cremate half of them. <laughs> Sorry, what? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, just cremate half. So like, bury like along the waist or like. I, I was like, longitudinally, <laughs> longitudinally. Are we? Are we? How are we do? Are we? Are we going really crazy and laying prone and just cut off the top half? I mean, what are or we? Or just like arms and legs, just yeah, torso. <laughs> Dad never told me what the final thing that happened. All I know is that parts of him were kept to to burn upon a pyre that we lit with dragon's breath shotgun shells. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you people doing that's what i want to know it's one of those stories that sounds so completely unbelievable but if, if if we if we were to call my dad right now dad's number yeah three 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 six five nine seven eight three nine three if you were to call him and just ask him some random questions about what it's going to match verbatim because it was just it was one of those people that you I think he, he he was the one who assassinated John F. Kennedy. Oh. I honestly believe he was he was the, he was the, the man guy on the, the grassy the brown the brown man not brown man but he was the man in brown. He could be the brown man. <laughs> he had like war paint on. It'd be like uh, you know, uh, Mr. Pink, Mr. White, yeah. Mr. Brown. Why do I gotta be Mr. Pink? Why can't I be? I'll just switch with it. No one switches. <laughs> but you know, I got I got I'm not gonna tip over here and. <laughs> like yeah. a virgin talk over <laughs> yeah no bill bill was a was a crazy crazy eccentric guy but he he was a very caring soft-spoken deep philosophical you know he was the type of person that believed in something after you know before birth and after death kind of thing and i remember always listening to him and my dad play music in the studio and just being amazed by like his talent. he looked like a, a heavier set stevie ray vaughn he oh. really did okay. it was it was uncanny how he looked just like him um, but a little bit thicker, a little bit thicker. I also will say that one of the guest rooms had an emergency exit and entrance into the grotto and it had like the shag carpet. And if you knew where to step, there was a little plunger knob that you would press down on it and pop up and you'd open it as a door with a nice staircase down to the grotto. <laughs> it just, yeah, it was nutters. That room also uh, had a hallway to another room that was considered the library and like 99% of it was pornographic magazines. Mm. But like uh. tastefully... Oh, like like if you were to walk into like the the Library of Congress, or what was it from the Da Vinci Code, the the Roman or the 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 Pope's Library? It was, yeah, it was like that. Everything bagged with a cardboard background. <laughs> these these magazines are in pristine condition because he bought two or three of everything so the rest of, I, I remember that was one of the things that we just kind of were like uh -huh. okay we know which ones are going to be worth something yeah. and the rest of them we just we just burned <laughs> we're just like i don't know what to do. it it took a full day just to clear that out because people don't realize how heavy magazines get when you're talking you know tens of thousands of magazines uh-huh yeah so i've gone on 30 minutes about god knows what with bill and good old bill we miss you, Bill. Bill sounds like, sounds like a fun guy. He was man. a fun guy. Like fun a, he, guy. he was 
he was he was nutters, but I mean he was like I said, he was a good person. He he did you know, he did for people what most people wouldn't do for anybody. And mm. and, and he just you know, you may think, Oh, he was a sex deviant and he had weapons so he was crazy and it's like, Yeah, Bill had a touch of crazy. He did. I mean, I think anybody that stockpiles anything and everything kinda you know, it's it's a little everybody's a little special a little, 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 little touch the pike used to do, oh so i'll wrap it up with this before oh, we take a break gypsies? uh so <clears throat> a couple of years ago my dad was like you know my dad's old now and and it's how old is he he's pushing 80 i think but he my his, dad just turned 80. yeah his health is not not the best in the world mom you know he's he's starting to get the the signs of early onset dementia i, right. can, I can already sort of tell it uh, when he calls you at you know three o'clock in the morning, is telling you that his you know his wife is hiding his medicine. I'm like, Dad, no, she's not. Mom is not hiding your medicine. It's <laughs> like, can you turn off the CPAP machine? It's hard to understand what you're saying. <laughs> Darth Vader. It's a, it's a tiny <clears throat> iron lung. Iron <laughs> lung. It pressurizes your lungs. So uh, my dad made the decision that he didn't want. He 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 basically told he told Bill the other Bill and Steve O. He said, "Look, um, I'll turn everything over to you guys. The only thing I want to get is all of the musical instruments, all of that stuff." And by that point, see, Steve O lived right down the road from the property. Half time he spent, he just lived there on the property. Mm-hmm. And then Bill would fly in from from Seattle or someplace in the Northwest um, to hunt every every other month because every other month is something you can hunt apparently. And so they were like, they had no, they weren't musically inclined. They didn't give two craps about the music stuff. And the music stuff was half of it. So my dad said, look, I'm going to, you know, leave everything to, to you guys and make you guys the executor executives of the estate or whatever. And they're like, yeah, cool. No problem. Because they, uh, the last I heard, which was not that long ago, uh, they take hunting parties up there. Mm-hmm. And so they make decent money for it. And my dad just didn't want, because they were doing that before dad gave him the rest of the stuff, you know, gave him what, what was basically what he considered his part. But he, he would get paid if, you know, they, somebody came up there with a hunting party of 10. It was like, you know, $40,000 to hunt for a week mm-hmm. because they always bagged stuff. Right. We didn't have to, you didn't have to like stock it or anything. And there were ponds and, and lakes and stuff on, the, uh, you know, small stuff. But, Anyways, when dad, they were like, okay, yeah, no no problem. He said, so uh, I remember the daunting task then of getting all the musical equipment out. And you may think guitars, basses, you know. Uh, pianos? There are pianos, keyboards, organs. I mean, and then just the amount of like audio tech mm-hmm. that was in there. Soundboards, light board. I mean, he had also <clears throat> had a thing where people could like, he would go and set up a lighting that that was something that he did also prior he was like a lighting guy for one of the bigger venues in virginia and so like when kiss and all them would come out he would do the like the rigging and setups and stuff if they didn't have their own thing or if it you know they just didn't want to deal with it but so we we had to take all that and that took many 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 days and many many Mm u-hauls and this was like you know a four hour one-way trip from roxborough I remember my pants were like, we're going to have to get another storage unit. <laughs> we filled up every building we have. <clears throat> and so, but you know, I, the, the only, the only musical instrument with the exception of the Korg, uh, stand up piano keyboard that I have was, I only wanted one guitar, uh, 
because then dad would get all the rest of them when he kicks it it's like yeah buddy those are mine now <laughs> you're just holding them <clears throat> temporarily exactly um but you know there there have been times where we've we've uh done a very hard thing where we said okay well this instrument isn't getting used and musical instruments are not art i mean they can be but they're not meant to be looked at and that's it they're meant to be played uh-huh. if 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 you have a, a a musical instrument for the sake of just looking at it, it to me it loses its its purpose <clears throat> and it's not it's not fair that, that that guitar or whatever could be used you know there is someone out there who loves playing and would kill their mom for for a guitar like that mm. um, so my dad has like a rotation of guitars that he he plays now he's one of those people it, it's like people that collect uh uh, fancy uh, exotic cars, sports cars, and stuff. He'll he will methodically go through and use every one of them. Uh, he doesn't have to put a battery tender on them, oh, okay. <laughs> but he will like car exotic car people do. It must be so hard to have a life like that where you have to know about battery tending because the battery will just run down in your exotic sports car, and when you want to use it on the third week of an August, you know, and years ending with an even number, you want to make sure it's ready to go, but. Uh, we've 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 had to part with uh, I wouldn't say have to but we parted with some of some of the musical instruments that were be- bequeathed but this dude had you know hundreds of guitars mm-hmm. I mean just but yeah the the only one I ever wanted was a ES three thirty five that's Gibson it was a uh, nineteen ninety nine ES three thirty five uh, custom limited edition and it's one of the few. Uh, what they refer to as black bound, which means the binding is an ivory or white or the, the triple, which is the white, black, white. It's just black, which is a really striking look because it was also, it was just a gel coat. It was wine red gloss. Mm. But uh, I actually, I actually sold that uh, about a year ago um, because I just wasn't playing it. You know, I've got, yeah. I've got cheap, 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 cheap guitars yeah. that honestly I play a lot more. And I don't know if it's because I'm not worried about messing up, you know, by playing them. You can, you can sometimes do things and hurt the guitar, I well, guess. Yeah. But, or, you know, when I played it, I was always I was like, I can't, I can't get a scratch on it. <clears throat> the damn thing has its social engraved on the back of the headstock. So, I mean, it's not like I'm hurting it anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but yeah, I got a, got a pretty penny off of it because I needed, I needed to get something. And that was <clears throat> one of those nest eggs i guess you could say that i knew that if i ever needed to to mm. get money <laughs> get that paper i uh, had something sort of and like i said by that, by that time i just i i felt guilty because that was the guitar i'd always been like even before bill died i was like i love that that's that's my favorite and uh i know i've got i've got pictures that we took when we first went into the the i'll have to bring them for you to see because okay. it's it's incredible just yeah. the just pictures of the studio the other weird thing too <clears throat> because he was paranoid that you know people come get him. government come and take his guns. I don't like that at all. He uh, every one of the windows had custom bars on the inside, which some of them didn't have ways of taking them off. So if there was a fire. <laughs> You would die? No, <clears throat> he would have just like <clears throat> like twisted a painting and a door would have opened. Probably. Yeah. I know that the entrance was like Clark a double. Flung open. I know that the main entrance, there was like a double door sort of thing. And it literally <laughs> was like a prison key. I mean, it was a big old honking brass key to open mm. it. But 
Yeah. We, uh, so anyways, now, now the, the property is mainly used for hunting expeditions. And I know that they still do the, they still have cattle on it and stuff. And the gypsies and it's, and the gypsies are still there. Cause I'm watching you on Google map or I'm watching you on Google earth. I, I look, I just check in on you. I just check in on is you. Is the community little. growing or just staying around nope, the same it's size? It's still about the same size, about so. 10, 10, uh, Smaller RVs, but there's one big RV, like a bus style. And that's like the main. That's great because the way they're set up next to it, it almost looks phallic like. <laughs> Little side balls and then the <laughs> shaft. Ah, uh, so. okay. That was a great story about gypsies. Yep. Sorry to go on for like 40 minutes about that. 44. Oh, I'm so sorry. When we come back from the break, I'll tell you about my COVID. WNOS. 1450 AM, W280ED, 103.9 FM, New Bern, North Carolina. Oh God, I watched the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Did you? How'd that work out? So Thursday and Friday, I get to work Thursday, right. and I feel awful. Okay. Um, and I'm just like piss pooping. It's just liquid. Nice. Just very nice. Very nice. Uh-huh. Highlighter. Very nice. Very nice. Stream of feces. Mm. And so. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for the visual. Get it, get it right there. Every, right there. Remember, folks. Right, <laughs> right in the mandibular notch. Uh, <laughs> always does it. Finn did the, the jugular notch this morning, and I was like, let me see your fingers. He did that. I was like, I'm so proud of you because he did like perfect form and everything. I was like, and what's the rule? Don't do it to anyone other than you. And if, and I was like, and but if you have to, only if it's an adult and they're hurting me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn straight. You put the you jab down in that bad boy. I want you to pretend, I want you to pretend like you're just. Uh, so Thursday, I felt like crap. And work was like, okay, well. Yeah, and this was our bye week because starting Monday, I had the four weeks of hardcore training. Okay. Hardcore bestiality. Was that Bill? Okay. <laughs> he had sex with a lot of goats. So, uh, Black Bill. <laughs> would you love to live deliciously? <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> and then Nicole Kidman. To boot. <laughs> they finally did a uh, ending explained on... <laughs> the killing of a sacred deer. Oh, they did. Thanks. <laughs> and that sense. scene came up and it was quickly like turned. <laughs> and it was like blah 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 blah. And then we're and then we cut to his friend, his fellow anesthesiologist. And I was I was like, please, <laughs> to the gods above, please let him refer to as getting a kidman or something. <laughs> but he didn't, you know. but they showed like her face, just like indifferent. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like Renee Zellweger. I imagine that's what it'd be like to get a hand job from her. Just complete like disassociative. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, she's she's on an island somewhere else. Just reading yeah. or uh changing, change, lemons. changing the battery in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have the battery tender hooked up to that one? No. Uh so Friday I still felt really bad but i thought i figured it because i didn't have a fever didn't have a loss of smell didn't have right, you know, some of the other things but sarah was like go get tested so luckily my my general doctor whatever is your general practitioner general practitioner gotcha general proctologist uh he was able to see me friday at like 10 a.m and so went in there and explained what was going on. And, and, you know, they had told me I didn't need to have a, a COVID test done. In fact, they'd probably say, 
we're not going to give you one because we don't want to waste it on someone who doesn't have the... But my doctor was like, no, GI issues are a part of it. <laughs> and so the lady comes in. You can hear coming down the hall all the way down because she's in like full on PPE. So you hear like that plastic <laughs> rustle. She comes in and it's this, this nurse couldn't have been older than like 25, 26. And she's got on the entire thing. I basically felt like, have you ever seen that movie signal with, uh, no. uh Lawrence Fishburne? You need to watch it. It's actually a really good I movie. I watch a lot of movies. Evidently. And so, <laughs> She comes in, and I was like, this is going to suck, isn't it? She's like, yeah. She's like, and I have to do both sides. I was like, oh. And I was like, okay, well, my left nostril is deviated. Good luck. (laughs) She goes, yeah, because we have She pulls out a rubber mallet. (laughs) There we go. It's a deviation. (laughs) Pulls out one of those hand drills, those hand crank drills. So she she's like, all right, well, we have to. She's like, it's got to go all the way back. And I'm like, listen, my all the way back isn't the same as your all the way back. So you need to be a little bit more specific on what you mean by all the way back. She's like, you'll know because your eyes will water. I was like, oh, great. There's a physical response to, to the pain. So she has me take my mask down. Right. And she's like, you're going to cough. And I'm like. Oh, okay. And she's got on. But you wrapped in bubble gog- wrap. So don't worry she's about got it. Goggles, a face shield, and then like a hood thing. I'm just like, this is this is getting real sexy. <laughs> it's, just, it's like a bukkake video. <laughs> she's deliver a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Extra sausage. So she does my right nostril first, and it's okay for like the first millisecond, and then she twists it as it touches the back of what I think is my spine <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> and it literally looked like like an alien had just spat on her on her facial and in my mind for a moment I just imagine it like melting into her face like Prometheus and I was just <laughs> the only thing I could utter was sorry <laughs> just like that time of the yeah my doctor went in for I went yeah. in for a prostate exam and he, uh, he hit the hit the prostate and I was like yeah! Right. He hit the go button, and I went from not at all excited to finishing in like the course of a second. The only thing I could say was, "I'm sorry." <laughs> sorry. So uh, I like you. Too. She she was like, "All right, we got to do the other side." And I was like, "Great." <laughs> so knowing that this side is deviated, I was like, "This is gonna be because of course the Q-tip head is like the size of a penny." It's, it's, where's the Q-tip? All I see is a ramrod for a cannon. <laughs> She goes in for that one. It's not as bad, but my body's automatic physical response was so much worse because my body went <laughs> like, like, like folded into itself and just more on her on her thing. And I was just like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> she goes like, she goes. The doctor, there's a little, a little rear wiper. rear window windshield wiper. <laughs> Just smears it, makes it worse because it doesn't have a mister on it. Uh, uh, but she's like, "We'll be back in fifteen minutes." So uh, you disgusting, man. you disgusting. Your money's on the dresser, whore. Uh, so I can hear, I can hear my doctor in his office uh, laughing. No. <laughs> well, he was, he was. Uh, 
he was we've recorded everything I'm sorry sir. well no he has one of those like uh things where he speaks into the thing and it records the dictation yeah. software and i can hear him talking yeah. about me and he's like patient denies loss of appetite loss of smell loss of taste uh uh, patient denies. I hate that they use the term denies because it makes it seem like I'm a criminal. Yeah. And he's like, patient denies, uh, blah, 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 blah. But then I hear, because after every sentence, he says, period. Right. And then when he wants to start a new paragraph, he goes, begin paragraph. <laughs> but I hear him go, patient denies, blah, 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 period. And there's a pause. <clears throat> he goes, new paragraph. I'm more concerned with the fact that patient has lost 30 pounds since seeing him in January. <laughs> Period. That would, that's a good thing. Apparently, it's not. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, even when he that's came in, when something? he came in, he was like, "Look like you lost some weight." I'm like, "You flatterer, you." Oh. It's all the stress. <laughs> it's the it's the impending doom that I see on the horizon. It's the cancer. It's the it's the COVID. Uh, so anyway, so I hear the COVID nurse tell his nurse, then his nurse tell my doctor before they even came into the room that it was like, well, he's negative. I was like, thank God. Oh, he's just denying that's what he's doing. Patient denies having COVID. (laughs) No! You did the test. paragraph. But then then I felt even, but I felt, you think I'd feel good that I didn't have COVID, which I did. But then I just felt bad for like Flynn Bukaki and the nurse having to make her go through it for... No, he has some COVID. That's why she wore the entire outfit. Oh she's used to that kind of thing. It, she's she's she expecting l- that reaction. Literally, looked like she was going in like Chernobyl. <laughs> it's like Jesus, uh, easy. <clears throat> well, you never know what, what you got hanging around in there. You oh, know? in a doctor's office, especially like a general practice, yeah. like I go to CCNZ or whatever the place is there off of <clears throat> Glimmer, where the the medical park is. Oh, yes, but, the medical. The medical uh, pack. Medical pack. But yeah, you know, people coming in, they're like, all right, we got to take your temperature every 10 feet. And yeah. there's one old person in there hacking with no damn mask on. I'm like, you're the reason. <laughs> I hope you die. Like Not from COVID. No, just just <clears throat> die in general. But yeah, I was just like, okay, well, that's good. Yeah. But then he goes, all right, we're going to give you a cup. We're going to need you to give a feces sample. and ta- And I'm like... Oh, okay. He's, like this yeah, big. of course. It's like the size of, you know, half of this. And I'm thinking, Get off of the how do I, do I just, and they make a point to go, do not scoop it out of the toilet bowl. Well, yeah. So I'm just like, so I got to, I got to try to aim that miss. I don't know about you, but I'm lucky I can get my hand back there to reach, let alone aim a cup and not get poo all over the place. Uh. But. Luckily, since then, I haven't, because he's like, you know, there should be no solid tool in there. Right. And I, I've had solid tool, so I think it was just a stomach virus. Right. So I'm going to keep that. He gave it to me in, like, a blue bag with, like, instructions and stuff. Like, it was like a a, a gift bag mm-hmm. after the, the Emmys or the Grammys. Your swag. <laughs> my swag bag. So I'm just going to keep it. Just <laughs> leave it in my shop. Just, like, anytime I feel, I'll be like, well. Or just take it with me everywhere, but, like, make pudding and put it in there and just eat it out of it. like i do the the mayonnaise jar that i cleaned out and put vanilla pudding and just eat it oh. yeah that makes people throw up does it because <laughs> people are weird they god are. this was an hour of me going on about nothing yeah it was pretty good man that's rather impressive mm-hmm. i didn't even have to say a word yeah i did go to the dentist last week 
How long has it been since you went to the dentist? I go every six months. That's right, because you also floss because you're a madman. I have to floss. You're weirdo. I had gingivitis once years gingivitis. ago. Gingivitis. And I just, I, I vowed I'm never going to have that again. That was terrible. What does gingivitis feel like? Is it? A lot of bleeding gums. Like just, Murphy? You just, just a small breeze. Hit your gums, and they just start bleeding. <laughs> they completely go. It's 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 like inflamed. it's like outbreak. Yeah, essentially <laughs> like the movie Outbreak, but without Dustin Hoffman. Just like just walls and rivers of blood coming out of your gums. That's great. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, well, it's, it's great because I when I walked to the door, they said there was a sign there that says, "Please wait in your car. Someone will come to get you." Just I want to go to a business like that and just dress up like someone that would be there and just go to their car door and just be like, hey, how's it going? And they just walk away. <laughs> you can work on some blue scrubs. Exactly. Look, I wouldn't even come out of the front door. I'd just appear. Yeah. Where did this guy go? Just, like, just out the of the street, woods. Just cross the street walk in. <laughs> out of a Taco Bell. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Eating my chalupa. How you doing? You, you're flossing? So anyway, so so you went and so I'm sitting in my car and I got, I got the the door in my rearview mirror right. So I'm watching, and this old guy walks up and he goes, looks at the sign, walks in. walks. Of course he did. Right. So this other this one, is a red blooded American. I hope to God they bounced him out of that piece. He, he, he left about a minute minute and a half later. I don't know what, but then he just drove off. Some, and some other woman drove up with a mask on, and like she just looked in the door. As soon as she looks in the door, boom! Somebody opens the door for her. Get the- out they go oh yeah come on in so i'm like whore so i was in there for like 15 minutes waiting <laughs> sit with so a horn po- going my time for my appointment has gone by and i go you know what i'm getting out of the car because it's hot i have no air conditioning and only one working window Oh god so i get out of the car and i'm walking toward the door as soon as i get halfway there what someone pops out Wait, sir. Someone will be here to let you in. Sir. Sir. <laughs> sir. Like reaching for his side. There's not even a gun there. He's just reaching for something. I said, sir. I said, sir. I'm not waiting in my car. And I told her about my car. And I said, I'm just going to sit here on the curb and wait. <laughs> like a vagabond. Yeah, exactly. I will wait for you guys to call me. <laughs> a ne'er-do-well. So finally they came and blah, blah, blah. And that didn't take long when I got in there. Because so. I keep my teeth in perfect condition. I you, you, got that, you got that one front tooth that's kicked over to the side about 45 degrees. Like It's like, you want some of this? So, that's what my dentist said when he first saw me. He goes, you ever think about braces? No, no. You ever think of a brace? <laughs> you just need the one. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not. The I'm, whole time it's screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need to believe that, too. Yeah, at that time, I was like, I said, I'm 40 years old. I'm not getting braces. I'm getting braces. Wow, so this was decades ago. <laughs> 40 years 13 ago. 13 years ago, okay? You're so old, Daryl. Yeah. You seem uh, like you're feeling better, though. My wife always, like, that's like one question she asks me every day. Hey, have you taught Daryl? How's he doing? Like, she genuinely worries about you. I'm like, I hope he dies, that piece <laughs> of crap. Uh, women seem to worry about me. They Men ha- want me dead. Women want to be me. Men want to sleep with me. Kind of thing. It's that. It's that. It's, it's, it's that it's whole what I'm like. For. It's, it's the whole. I need to protect and nurture kind of thing. Yeah. They talk about that at the prison. They're just like, ladies, please don't think you could fix these men. <laughs> I can make him better if I just do no. it with my vagina. <laughs> no, I'm just no. like. Uh. Well, I, I have. Had, I've had plenty of sleep the past two days. Well, that's good because yesterday I woke up and I was. Out of sorts. So I just went right back to bed. You're psychotic? No, then I, then I realized I was like, we're doing the 11 o'clock show last night after the football game. And I, I realized, oh, yeah, I didn't take my thyroid medication this morning. Mm. 
No wonder I'm so tired. So your thyroids were just huge. <laughs> Look like a daggone bullfrog. <laughs> Daryl, you okay? <laughs> there we go. There's the Donald Duck one. <laughs> so stupid. Well, yeah, we can end this at any time, you know. I don't care. So I won't be here for the next month, but I've got someone coming in for me. Oh, good. That's so. That's good. Shoot him a gap. That sounds like a warning. <laughs> it does sound like a warning. So you bring, feel that cold out so there. I should bring in some special guests, yeah. is what you're saying. That's not that cold out there ain't the weather. <laughs> that, that's the, that's what started like before we even got on the radio. Like I was, I was talking about getting to watch 30 Days a Night, which I love. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the guy who plays just the guy, they never give him his name, and he's the one that I guess piloted the tanker to alaska for the vampires <laughs> but his accent is so weird because it's I, I swear he's, he's british or something he's like if you're not called out they ain't the weather that's them they're gonna come get you <laughs> like why do you talk like that <laughs> great movie though oh, okay. love it what's it again uh, 30 Days of Night. 30 Days of Night. Very good vampire movie. The Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's about as informative, I guess. <laughs> you just go, wait, isn't that The Flash? But it's got Josh Hartnett in it, which it, it, he was, he was, it was after his role on The Faculty. So, I mean, he was, he was like considered a, a, a top tier actor, I guess, at that point. As top tier as it could be. Ah! Knocking the microphone all over. I understand. Yes. All I right. I, I understand. All I know is I've watched 22 minutes of the first episode of season two of The Boys. Oh, isn't that great? That's as far as I've got. The last episode, if if you play the drinking game to the word, <laughs> you, you'd be dead. You'd be dead. <laughs> really? there's, there, there's one scene where it's just, and they know they're doing it, and they even like make a comment about doing it. Just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but, uh. Mm. Ah. <laughs> I've really, uh, I was worried for the first few episodes, I was like, uh, and it didn't get that, that same feeling I got with watching the first season. Yeah. And, but it, it definitely, there's now some, some storylines that are spreading away from one another. And it looks like that, that they could do a couple of seasons easily and it would still be pretty interesting. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a great series. I really enjoy it. It better be, uh, there's just, oh. there is, there is one scene and, where we'll just say tentacle porn let's just say it let's just say tentacle porn <laughs> but it's not a tentacle it it starts it could start with a t <laughs> and it could all right so they basically had to break into this hospital that's facility okay. no, no, no. Don't, that don't, don't tell me it's got I, like mutants or whatever later and dude I'm gonna watch it. this tentacle comes through a window busts through the Wait, door window no, no, wraps around no, uh mother's milk's neck this, oh. this this dude that looks like luke cage and then come to find out it it's luke the cage. other dude's johnson because <laughs> gotcha. after they knock him out it like recoils back into his trousers and you're just like <laughs> now that's a superpower. Yeah, that is. Throw it over your shoulder like a continental that's soldier. Not one I put on my list, but sure, whatever. Yeah, all I right. Would want that just smack people with it. Next I'd week. use it like a vine. <laughs> this has been the Brett Lap Show. Sorry, <laughs> with special guest Gypsies, <laughs> and <laughs> and then at the very end of the credits, also featuring Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the dentist. He did go to the dentist. <laughs> And I still talked over that story. Uh, well, we might see you next week. Who knows? No, you won't. Thanks for listening to our first hour of the show, so, of Men on Radio. 
Oh, I just ruined it. Sorry. No, that's gotta keep going. This is this is what we do. No, oh, I just talk. You mean I talk over you? So I'm just gonna say, uh, join us again at is it five? At five o'clock. Five p.m. Or if you want military 1700 hour uh, for no, the second half of this show, where I actually let Daryl say more than one thing. That I went to the dentist <laughs> and I talk about my favorite recipes. Mm. Blueberry pancakes. Mm. People still do that when there's like a serious discussion on, on on a thread in Reddit, and then someone just interjects with a blueberry pancake recipe. You're you're, you're so so clever. This is a Red Dead Redemption Two Reddit. Why are you talking about blueberry pancakes? Because if I was in Red Dead Redemption, 2, I can't even say it. Blueberry pancakes, horse vagina. Yeah. See you at five o'clock, folks. Bye bye.